Mama. A word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the Mamahood. Hi, Mamas. Welcome to another episode of the Mamahood podcast. I'm Marin here with Aubrey, and we have an absolutely amazing guest and topic planned for today. Ashley Reeves from Ashley's Fresh Fix is here with us. We're so excited. We love her so much. She has an amazing community online. She's the creator of several programs and apps, and she's a total powerhouse and shares such just awesome information. We were just talking before we started how we just want her to be on every episode because she has so many, just a wealth of knowledge for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just shares good messages every single day. I just told her too. I'm like, I, I feel like we just talk every day because I'm watching <laughs> your Insta stories. I know, say. <laughs> Um, but maybe just tell us briefly about your family and what your platform's all about and how you just got started with all of that. Yeah. Um, I am a mom of four kids. Um, they, I have three boys that are 11, nine and six. And then I have a little girl who's three. Um, she is so cute by the way. I had really, really like owned that boy mom title so hard. And so when I was pregnant with her, I was positive. It was like the fourth boy to like make him even. Yeah. And it's like an identity crisis. Cause I had my really two is. boys and I'm like, I'm a boy mom. That's what yeah. I am. And then you have a girl and you're like, I'm a mom. I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm both. I still will be like, I'm definitely a boy mom. I had three boys solo for 10 years. So yeah, uh-huh. anyways, but um, no, they're really great. I've, I've, it's been really fun to see the difference and like how mm-hmm. different she is from the boys and they, oh my gosh, the boy, it just makes me really appreciate their differences so much because they're both so wonderful. Um, I have been working online for about 10 years. I started with a blog back in the day. Um, honestly started the blog because I had so much postpartum depression. Like I was really, really struggling and felt very disconnected from the world when I had my first son and it was a really good out, um, an outreach for me. So I really loved it. And I started um, a blog and then it's just kind of evolved over the years and it definitely shifted more to an Instagram focus. And then um, now I juggle a lot of different things. I do, I started as a food blogger. I feel like that's kind of what I got started with. And then it's evolved until I really get to talk about body love and body positivity. And I get to talk about my experience with motherhood and raising my kids and faith. And there's just so many wonderful things. I feel like I get to talk about all the stuff I love to talk about mm-hmm. now. Um, and I just kind of, I've always had this visual of like a big, huge kitchen table that I'm hanging out with all my friends and followers online. And, um, there's usually food there. i you know, share recipes and stuff online, but it's more about the conversations that go on over those meals, online meals, so to speak. So anyways, it's, it's been really wonderful. I love that. And I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) Um, you mentioned body positivity, Mm -hmm. um, body negativity is something that I think every single woman listening to this has probably dealt with. Yeah. Um, whatever it may be they dislike about their body. Um, I feel like most of us have, or are currently struggling with body negativity, especially those in motherhood bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, um, our bodies have been rocked and changed by 
how motherhood affects us. So um, why do you feel, you talk about this all the time on your platform and I love it so much. Why do you feel like body love, body positivity is such a needed and an important topic in today's time? I just think, you know, I remember after I had my first baby, I had actually, um, I had, I had always like grown up really overweight and I got to college and I got really motivated and honestly not in the healthiest way, but I did lose a lot of weight and I kept it off for a few years and I was feeling great. And, um, I had this, I still had, even though I had lost all this weight and you know, felt good in my day-to-day life. I still had so much body shame in my head and so much negativity. And then I had a lot of pressure on myself because I lost weight to like look a certain way or whatever. You Mm -hmm. get a lot of attention when you lose weight and it's not always a good thing. Right, (laughs) right. It kind of becomes this new identity and that people are always complimenting you on the way you look. Um, But when I had my first son, I remember just staring at myself in the mirror, not even recognizing my body because even though of course I'd had a baby, but it didn't even look like what it looked like when I had, when I had all this excess weight beforehand. Um, and just feeling like I was a stranger in my own body and feeling like I hated the way I looked and just feeling that frustration, like what is going on? Why do I yeah. look like this? Am I always going to look like this? You know, it just, it was so frustrating. Um, and I just spent a lot of time in that headspace of like obsessing about my weight, feeling like I looked awful and whether I was, like thinner or heavier, I still just always saw the bad. And I lived in a space of body negativity and it really just got to the point where I couldn't consume my life anymore. Um, there was a few things that happened that really made me second guess how I was spending my mental energy. My headspace is what I, my sisters kind of tease me when I talk about that, but I'm like, you really only have a limited amount of things you can juggle mentally. <laughs> but really? Yeah. yeah. And I want like the things that are really important to me are, you know, showing up for my family and being intentional with my time and providing, you know, value for people that I interact with. And, um, I did not have the time to obsess about my body anymore. I just didn't. And I wanted to set a good example for my kids and I wanted to take good care of myself. And I knew that I wasn't taking mentally well, I wasn't mentally well when I was taking care of myself that way, because, I just needed um, a different focus. And so just really letting go of that and just being grateful that I had a body and that even though it didn't look the way I wanted it to, I was able to just be grateful that right now today I was breathing and um, I had to shift my focus. What What do you feel like was that turning point of where you shifted that focus? Um, honestly, and I've talked about this on my platform before, but there was three things that kind of happened at the same time. One of them was, um, getting pregnant with a girl. I don't know why I just kind of felt like, of course I wanted to be body positive for my boys, but I just felt like I didn't want her to have the same problems that I had. Mm-hmm. And so this was about four and a half years ago that I was pregnant with her. And I just started thinking about the way I'd approached everything. Um, and then also one of our really close family friends was diagnosed with cancer and it was really, really, really hard for me um, to watch watch that whole tragedy unfold. She had four kids. She was leaving behind. There was no there. It was stage four. There's nothing they could do. And I, I just had this visual of her standing in a room. I like, I still have the visual now. She's like in an auditorium at a high school for some reason, like this big, huge high school auditorium of all these women sitting in the audience, just like they hate their bodies and they hate them and they hate them and they hate them, but they're alive right now. And I just had this visual of her like looking out all of them, like begging for any of their bodies. Like you guys all hate them, but I would literally give anything to have a body. Mine is failing me. I'm leaving my kids. I'm leaving my life and just feeling like this desperation. And 
I just thought of myself in the audience and I just felt like that was the most ungrateful way to approach my own body. Like how awful that I have one. I don't know what'll happen tomorrow. I don't know what I could be diagnosed with. I don't know what could happen to me, but today I have a body and I don't know how much longer I have left in it. So I'm going to take care of it and I want to treat it well. And it seriously feels like thousands of pounds are lifted when you give that up, when you just say, I'm not going to do it anymore. Like if I start thinking that way, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to talk that way. I'm not going to think that way. I'm not going to focus my energy there. Like it just was all consuming and it just felt like such a waste of time. So the combination of those things happening, um, having that visual, losing that friend, having a daughter wanting to be different for her. Um, and also my husband was really vocal about his frustrations with me and he's mm-hmm. really, really nice and kind and supportive, but he straight up was like, I can't do this anymore. It's all you talk about. It's all you obsess about. And I just knew that I had to be different. And I had to think differently and I wanted to be a better example for my kids. And um, yeah, so those were kind of the things that all happened at the same time that really made me shift the way I thought. I love that. That is so powerful. Just when you say that visual, it really does. I, I have struggled with this so much in my life. And for some reason, like when you say that, it really does like lift it. Yeah. This feeling of like, wait a second, how can I live... What did you, what exactly did you say? Like what a ungrateful way to live yeah. or like what a waste, I guess Yeah, really. <laughs> to live that way. Just focusing so much on what we hate about our bodies when there are people begging Desperate. to yeah. have a working yeah. body and people long gone, like people, you know, die every day of things because their body isn't working right there for them. And so I just feel like we never know what's in our cards. Like we don't know what's coming up and I don't want to be, um, I just don't want to waste my time on that. It just feels like the worst waste of time. I love that mindset too. I think I was, I follow Nini dialogue. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And she had posted a picture of her legs. And I remember I like, I hate running more than anything. And that day it's like you run extra fast because you're just yeah. like, my legs are working. And yeah. they don't, you know, like, oh, I just feel like it just that visual is so powerful of, yeah you know, we, we should be so grateful for what we're given. I'm given a really short stubby body, you know, (laughs) Ashley comes in and she's this tall, beautiful, like these legs I would die for, but like, it's so just so interesting. We each have our own things, you know, we do. And it's, it is that the grass is greener mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Cause I am six feet tall and I've hated it my entire life. Like I've hated how tall I was. I felt like I couldn't date anyone. I couldn't find clothes that ever fit me. Like I always, when all I wanted to do was just like blend in with people, I always stood out and I hated that. And so it really is so interesting because I'll have people all the time say, oh my gosh, I wish I was taller. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have given anything to be like the average (laughs) size of human. Like I didn't even want to be small. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to like stack evenly against everyone else I knew. But it really is like, I just think that we have more to offer the world than what we look like. Mm -hmm. And it's a distraction that so many women fall into and it's not what's important and it's not what matters. And we all know what's really important at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And especially talking to these moms that will be listening to this podcast, like we know the people that we need to show up for and we don't need to, we don't need to give our emotional energy to people and places that like make us feel less than. Yeah. And we're so lucky and blessed to have these little kids who want us and love us exactly who we are. And I don't know. I just feel like I just want to use that time I have with them more effectively than in self hate. I love that. And 
what you said about moms who, I mean, moms who don't, aren't able to fully live with their children or mm-hmm. focus on their children because of difficulties they're having with their bodies, whether they're sick or whether they have a disability or anything that comes about. I mean, they would just be begging to just have a body where they could yeah. just get up every day with their kids. And yeah. I mean, it just makes me so much more grateful that I just can do that. Yeah, exactly. You can. And it's a huge blessing because I do know moms who are physically unable to care for their children and, you know, the sadness of like having someone else always having to be there with their kids. Like Mm -hmm. we just never know. So love where you live, live where you love. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so inspired watching you talk about this topic. It was like a week ago Mm -hmm. that you did on your Instagram. Um, I was literally in tears (laughs) just watching your story. Um, And I just immediately knew in my heart that our listeners needed to hear um, this message and these five points that you shared. So um, can you share with us what inspired this phrase, first of all, this Mm -hmm. live where you love, love where you live, um, and then just talk through like your five points that you shared about that because I just loved it so much. So my friend Jade, who does finders keepers designs, she's really wonderful and she's so fun. And she has this thing where she talks about in her home that she lives in a very modest home. And, you know, especially with Instagram and social media, we sell these big, beautiful homes and whatever. Mm -hmm. And she just said, she just kind of had spent a lot of time thinking, Oh, I wish I lived there. I wish my house looked like this. I wish I could live there. I wish I could live there. And she finally just got to the point where she was like, basically she was like, I will love my life when I live there. But she had this concept that she was talking about where she just said, no, I decided like I can live right now in a place that I love and I can make this place exactly what it needs to be for us. And I love that concept. And I was talking to her and I was like, it just applies so much with like body love too, like live where you love and love where you live. Like I could spend a lot of time looking at what everyone else looks like and saying, I wish I look like that. I wish I look like this. And there's people who spend a lot of time and money altering what they look like to live in a body. And they're like, oh, I'll Mm -hmm. love myself when I have this done, this procedure done, or I'll love myself when this looks like how I want it to. But really just appreciating and loving your body exactly as it it is right now is so liberating to be like, oh my gosh, this is totally fine. This is great. How Mm -hmm. awesome is this? I had a conversation with my sister-in-law and I love her. She's so cool. She wasn't raised in America. She was raised in Saipan. She was born in America and her parents raised their family in Saipan. And I was talking to her once and she was like, she just has a different cultural approach to womanhood and motherhood. And I just, she's so refreshing to talk to And she had had, I think she'd had two kids at this point. And she was like, I don't know if this is what I look like the rest of my life. I'm fine with it. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it just was so foreign to me that like a woman could be totally okay with the way they look like, yeah, it's, I mean, she's like, I mean, I had a baby, like this is, is what it is. I'm okay. <laughs> and I was like, it was seriously, cause everyone is like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I want to do a little bit of this. And like, of course I'm going to eat healthier and I'm going to make this like everyone's always, but for her to just be like, and I believed it with her, the way she carries herself, I believed it with her. Mm-hmm. Like she was totally fine. She was totally fine. And I just was like, how would that be? It was like yeah. my chapter to me. I couldn't even imagine a life where I was like, I'm okay if this is where it, if this but is where really, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and I just was like, it was so refreshing to hear that. So anyways, I think about that, like just being okay with what we have and just, it's enough, you know, um, there's this disease I feel like we all have where we want more, like we want more money, more house, more body, whatever. Like we want like everything to look a certain way, but really just like, 
putting your focus on this is enough. This is where I'm meant to live. Like, obviously we're given this body for a reason. Um, so some of the steps I talked about in that Instagram, um, the step one is kind of what I just told you guys about my friend who was diagnosed with cancer, being grateful that you have a body that is breathing and allowing you to live today. So that's like the first step, like how, if you want to make sure you can love where you live and live where you love in your body, being grateful right now that you have breath in your lungs, like take a deep breath. That is all that you need right now. Mm -hmm. Cause right now that's allowing you to show up for your life and be with your family. And you know, right now we have the blessing of like chasing dreams and doing all this amazing, all these amazing things that right. we wouldn't be able to do without a body. Um, number two that I shared is ask yourself what you would do if you weren't so preoccupied with your appearance. So I love think this. about the time you would mm -hmm. get back in your life. Like mm -hmm. if you weren't, so obsessed. And honestly, like, I don't, I don't want to slam people who spend a ton of time at gyms because for some people it's like a, a relief, self, yeah. like it, it's, it makes health. them feel better. Yes, totally. For me, it's never been like that. And so I used to like slam myself at the gym and I've never just like loved a gym workout. Like I really enjoy going on walks with my kids. I, I like just more like activity with my family, but I've never been someone who's like a really hardcore into gyms and workout classes and they're all great. But for, for me, that was, what would I do? I would have that time back with my family because it wasn't serving any other purpose other than like punishing my body into looking a certain way. And I hope, I really do hope at some point I can love exercise like some of my friends do. I've just <laughs> never, I love eating healthy. Like for me, I love eating healthy. I love meal prepping. Like for me, that's something I really do. But for a lot of people, that might be something that they don't like. Yeah. Anyways, but, um, just this thought of like the mental space you could clear the activities that you spend your time with the way you spend your money. Like if all of that were lifted and you just didn't have to worry about the way you look like, like how nice would that be? So that was a step I talked about too. Um, also the third thing I shared was a head to toe gratitude scan. So basically just walking through your body, like head to toe, everything that's working and doing what you need it to do. Um, like I'm grateful right now that I can hear with my ears. I can see with my eyes. Like some people don't have that right now. But for me, mm -hmm. my reality is I have that. I have legs that walk. I have arms that can do things. I actually really, really love my brain. I am, I am so good at multitasking. <laughs> like I can juggle multiple kids and multiple businesses. And I have a lot going on. My brain is really good at organizing that. Like it's not hard for me to juggle all the things I do. And I'm really grateful for that. Cause I know that's not something that everyone can do. So just like doing a head to toe gratitude scan and not leaving any part out. Like I can smell things. I can taste things. My elbows work like the, just all this stuff. Um, I watched, I made my kids actually watch it with me last night on YouTube. There was this boy, he was like 16 or 17 and he has a skin disease where his skin just like falls off and burns off. And yeah. it just, yeah, I'm that. sure you've seen that video and him just talking um, about how he's grateful right now that he has the body too. And I'm just like, man, if I can be grateful for mine, like, and he can be for his, it's just, it's really incredible. So just that scan of what you're grateful for that's working. So powerful. I mean, in general, I feel like gratitude is life-changing yeah. <laughs> as a practice. And I've never really thought about it head to toe. Yes. But I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. And that's something I try to do almost every day. Like I just try to mm -hmm. think, okay, like what's working? My knees really hurt right now. I won't be that. <laughs> but just like going through like everything you, like everything you can and being grateful for it because you'll notice when you're grateful for the pieces, you start to be more grateful for the whole and just like when you start paying attention to each little thing that your body does, like even just the miracles of like our bodies heal themselves. Yeah. Like we get a cut or a 
broken bone or whatever, like the ability of your body to heal itself. Like that's a freaking miracle. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Or as a mother, the ability to provide for and make yes. another person. Totally. I mean, and feed like, them hello. For, How incredible yeah. is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, really amazing what our bodies are capable of. So like focusing on that seems like such. And haven't you added a lot of these to your like morning affirmations with your kids too? Like how do you implement all of this to help your kids? I have my kids do morning affirmations and we talk about like, I'm grateful for strong legs. I'm grateful for a clear mind. Um, For my kids, I'll be like, I'm grateful that I can control my temper. Like they'll talk about things like, you know, that like they need a more full all rounded approach, but (laughs) it's good for kids to start being grateful for their bodies too, you know? And I talk a lot about, um, on my, with my kids, we talk a lot about being strong and just having strong bodies that are well cared for. Um, that's been really, really good for them too. But it's just funny. My daughter last night, I I posted a video on Instagram. She just started climbing a slide last night. She was like, I'm brave and I'm strong. I'm (laughs) smart. And she was like scared, but she was like climbing up. I was like, she just did on her own. That's so amazing. No one else is in the park. I'll just let her climb the slide. (laughs) That's so cute. That's a mom win right there. Yeah, it really was. I was like, oh, she's she's getting it, you know? so cool. And it's just great. And I, my son, he, I have one son that struggles um, with some pretty intense ADHD sometimes, but he knows that he can calm himself down um by doing affirmations too and that he can like start to just focus on okay I'm not gonna get stressed out about this I can be in control and he does a really good job too I love that that's um, awesome yeah and then the other the other step that I shared um on Instagram the fourth one was just being amazed at the wonder of a functioning body like really Mm -hmm. the fact that we breathe independently we don't have to think about it that like our skin um what's it called regenerates and just creates new that our organs all function and work. Mm -hmm. And like, we don't even think about it. And our bodies are like working full time, like processing food, like getting every, like just blood pumping and hearts and lungs, like all this stuff that goes on in our bodies. It's a miracle. It is. It really Mm -hmm. is. Like I totally believe in like a higher power and like our bodies were created and they're miraculous. They're amazing. And just really sitting back and thinking like, how crazy is that we don't have to think and our bodies just work that we just sleep so and they keep working and we go about our life. Can you imagine if we also had to be like, okay, make sure now my, breathe, but yeah, now breathe and make sure the heart is something like if we yeah. had to manually oversee that, mm-hmm. like we would, that's all we would do is just sit around and just be like, okay, is everything I need to do? I know but it's, it's cool. Crazy. It is. Um, and then this is something I say in my Instagram a ton, like at least once a month I say this, but just remembering that your body, no matter how many parts don't look or work the way you want them to, is the only way you can be here on the earth accomplishing your purpose. And I believe our purpose is not to look really hot in a bikini. I believe mm-hmm. that our purposes are are beautiful and we don't even understand the full scope of what we're meant to do in our lives. But there's going to be amazing things that we're all capable of and that our body is the only way we can be here doing those things. And so just being grateful for all the pieces that work and all the things they're allowing us to do. And I really, I really also believe that we have the body we need to accomplish our purpose. I don't know what everyone's purpose is, but I know I can look at it now that I needed to be six feet tall, even though it was pure torture in high school and I hated it. And the boys were so mean and awful to me. And Mm -hmm. you know, there was so many things I hated about it, but now I'm like, I needed to be six feet tall. 
I have a lot of people that listen to me because I have this assumed authority mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm tall, but I actually don't know what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> but I can see it now and I can see like, I can even see how it like filtered out the dating pool for me. There was so many people I just like never dated. And I'm like, oh, then I found my husband. And like, you know what right. I mean? Like I can see, I can see a little bit more now um, why, why things were the way they were. And I imagine I'll even zoom out even farther as I get older. I'm, o- I'm only 35 right now. And I can already see how so many of those things played a pivotal role in what I'm, as I start slowly tuning into exactly what my purpose is. And it, you know, I get, I feel like I get a little bit more information every day on what that is, fine tuning that, but seeing how it all was so essential, I can see why I was bullied a lot for what I look like, because had I not have been, I wouldn't be able to share the messages I share now. Mm -hmm. And I can see why things didn't happen in the order or the way I thought I wanted them to, because they, there was a bigger plan at hand. And so I just think that I have the body I need to accomplish my purpose and you have the body you need to accomplish your purpose. Just being really aware of that, like whatever you're meant to do, you can do. So there's people, you know, one of my best friends has never been able to have children. She's had um, a lot of infertility issues and she has adopted all of her kids. And I just think like she has the body she needed for her purpose. She didn't need to bear children. That's not what Mm -hmm. she needed to do. She needed to find her family in a different way. And so many people have been inspired and uplifted and what an awesome opportunity for her to draw closer to God and bring her family together. Like she has this amazing, beautiful family and it just wouldn't be the same if she had just gotten pregnant on her own. So I just really believe what her life purpose was. She had the exact body she needed. And same for people who have physical disabilities. Like there's a lot of things that hold people back, but I believe what their purpose is, they're not being held back from. I love that. And I think you're engraving just with what everything, all of these things, all of the five things you listed, you're engraving that into your kids. And Mm -hmm. I think those middle school years are the worst. Like the worst. (laughs) I remember being so self-conscious and like putting on deodorant in between classes and like Mm -hmm. doing all these, like whether it's body image or just any type of like your hair bugs you or whatever it might be. And I think too, like (laughs) (laughs) yours are just the worst. And if we can kind of just instill this, like what you do with your kids. I love that she yeah. believes that she can climb that side, you know, like just little yeah. things like that. I remember. And the second thing that you had said on here was, um, what would I do with my time if I wasn't preoccupied with my parents? I love that one because I feel like growing up, I, I had some leaders and teachers just help me realize like they, one of them said, do your best to get ready in the morning. Like do whatever you like, I still do this to this day, but they just said, get ready in the morning to your fullest of what you feel like you feel good in and then forget about it and worry about everyone else instead of yourself. Because it does take a lot of, you know, and I growing up, I mean, I was super self-conscious in high school and I started to do that. And I felt like your focus goes from being so inward to more outward. And Mm -hmm. I think you're, you just nailed it on the head with that. I just love that. Like what more can we be doing with our time than having our, our minds so focused on that. So yeah, and I even just what more can be going on in our mind? What yeah. more could we be thinking about yeah. if we weren't so preoccupied? Like where with the negative, we, where could we go with our thoughts if we weren't going in that direction? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's I just love that. so much more for us to spend our time doing. Yeah. That list was awesome. Thank you. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so Last summer we went to Hawaii and, um, I felt like I was at like my 
best, like my goal, quote unquote, this is in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I had just been, like you said, spending way too much time and energy thinking about my appearance, doing all these things that were, were supposedly quote unquote, making me feel good about myself or whatever. Yeah. Um, and recently I had a baby and I had, this is just being really real and vulnerable because this has always been a hard topic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said something to my husband recently about like, well, if I can just get back to like how I looked last summer in Hawaii or whatever, then I'll be happy with myself and I won't say all of these negative things. Yeah. And he just looked at me and he, like looked in my eyes and was like, Mayor, last summer in Hawaii, you still said bad things about yourself. Like, you still said negative things. I was like, there's no way I did. Like, yeah. I was happy. Like, look, I, I looked great. Like, this is how I want to look. And he's like, you were still so mean to yourself back then. Mm-hmm. So why, I mean, like, just don't worry about trying to get back to that because you were still unhappy then. Yeah. Like, you were never happy. And um, it just got me on this, I don't know, down this train of thought of like, how could I, how how was it that I was still so negative back then? Is it... Um, like body dysmorphia? Is it this disease that you're talking about where we always want more? Do you mm-hmm. feel um, just how can it be overcome? Like I just, I want help on this. And yeah. I think so many people need help on it. I absolutely think it's real. I ex- like, I experienced the same thing. Like I'd lost a lot of weight and I still hated myself and I mm-hmm. still would like punish myself with workouts and whatever. And I think it's real. I, I do think it can be overcome, but I think it's a really, really, gradual process and I think it involves surrounding yourself with like people and um messaging that supports body love and I think it's not letting yourself get to a place where where you're sitting in that self-hate all the time and so it takes a lot of self-checking you know like Mm -hmm. am I thinking this way what am I spending my time doing what am I spending my energy doing I have a whole better body love course that I have on my website and it's a 10 day approach to like feeling better about your body. And we just walk through like 10 days mm-hmm. of actionable steps, like 10 minutes a day to help you love your body more and just be grateful for it. Um, one of the things I talk about in my course is this concept of, I wish I was as thin as I was when I thought I was fat. Mm-hmm. And like, have you ever, like <laughs> so this true. is basically what you're describing exactly. Have you ever looked at a picture of yourself and you've been like, oh my gosh, I looked so good. But you remember like my wedding is a perfect example. I remember on my wedding feeling so like bloated and gross and disgusting or whatever. And I'm like, holy crap, I would love to look like that again. Like, yeah. But it's so funny. But I remember in the thick of it being like, oh, I hate that my arms look like this. Like, and just realizing that. So when you zoom out a little bit, when you think, because I think one of the best ways to get out of your head about body negativity, body dysmorphia, whatever, is to zoom out a little bit, right? And I can look at myself at my wedding, for instance, and I can be like, oh my gosh, this is the best day of your life. And you spent so much time thinking negatively, like how ridiculous is that? And I think, so I think about, okay, in 20, 30 years, when I am like 60, 70, whatever, I'm probably going to look back now and be like, what were you complaining about? Right. Yeah. And so when you realize that you just give yourself a little break, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be so mad at myself that I wasted my actual wedding day still hating my body. I'm just going to be like, that's what I was going through then. That was what I could mentally juggle. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully now I've given myself a lot more grace, but 
even now sitting today in my body and what I look like, I'm like, okay, what would like 60, 70 year old Ashley say right now? She'd probably be like, you're fine. Stop worrying about that. <laughs> my you skin have no is idea hanging off of me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like the wrinkles in the skin, like there's, there's just all this stuff that's coming. And so I just love the idea of like embracing the evolution of a body and just being like, oh my gosh, my body is going to change. There's literally nothing we can do about it. Like people yeah. try to do all the surgeries and they yeah. do everything, but like their body, they're still getting older. Mm-hmm. They're still going to look And what a different. blessing it is to get older. You know, yeah. like I always think of that. Some I people think don't so, get older. Yeah. We're so worried. Like you see Botox billboards up yeah. the street like crazy. And I think, I think when I'm 65, y'all are going to look like you're 30. And I, I'm going to have, I know, like, can we all just agree not to not do that? We'll just like look the same. A decided thing right now. None I of know, us. Yeah. Seriously though. And it's you, so you guys are younger than I am. And it's funny because I feel like I'm just like a bump ahead of you and like what's to come, right? Because five, 10 years ago, everyone I talked to is worried about losing the baby weight and all this stuff and whatever. But now everyone I talk to is Botox and getting rid of the wrinkles and pulling this and stretching that. And it's just like, okay, that's just what it changes. Like it's all the same conversation as women wanting to change their bodies, but it just looks different now than it used to. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to ask you too, like coming from like, if you were to see a mom who's looking at herself, what a couple weeks after having a baby Mm -hmm. really just discouraged with their body, what Mm -hmm. would you tell them? I would just say, like I always will cry whenever I think about this. I would just say, just soak it up and it's okay. Because like, I do feel like I'm seeing the tail end of it a little bit where I'm not having any more kids and that phase is done for me. And it really is so fleeting and it goes by so fast. And I look at my kids and even like the toddler stage that I just wished away like crazy. It's so cheesy. And I know everyone says it, but it is so true. It really just goes by so fast. So just like hold your baby and soak it up and be grateful for it because not everyone has the gift to even have a baby in their arms in the first place. But the fact that you have one and you have this opportunity, it's just such a blessing. And it really, and I know it's like the classic grandma advice, but really, <laughs> it's so true. I'm like, I'm only like a bump ahead of it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I would just give anything to just like have a little bit of it back, you know? And, um, but it's, it's been really, really good for me to appreciate my kids where they're at right now. And, you know, I look at my oldest son and he's 11 and it's insane to me that he'll be gone in like six or seven years. It's like, crazy. He's more than halfway done with us. Like, it's so weird because I just had him and I just like, what happened? And so I really, I know it's like the advice everyone says, but really truthfully, it's going to change and it changes really fast. And it's going to be, my sister-in-law gave me this advice once and it was so great. She said, when, whenever there's any kind of problem with kids or babies, just remember it all passes. Like nothing stays the same. So if it's really hard, just be like, okay, it's going to pass. I know it's going to pass. And if it's really good and it's really sweet, it's also going to pass. And so just like soak it up and appreciate it. So, um, it all passes. It all does. Even the hard and Even the, the hard and the good. And so that's all we can do is just like live our best in the day to day, you know, because it really, um, it really does. It really does change that's the only thing we can be certain of is that it's going to (laughs) change I know I know and it's like when you're in the trenches of it sometimes it's like this day is so long yeah this is so hard but it's so I mean so refreshing to hear you say 
It, it does. Like you will get through this. You will get you past do. it. But And I feel like I, I'm in this little <clears throat> sweet spot where like I haven't forgotten. I can't dismiss like, oh, you, you're complaining. It's fine. Like I can still remember very vividly how hard it is to have a newborn and have little toddlers and whatever. I still remember that. Like even today, I, wo- I slept in this morning. I woke up. I got in the shower and I got ready and I hadn't even seen any of my kids. And I, I got out of the shower this morning. I was like, it's so weird that like, I can just get ready like and no person. one, like my kids are feeding themselves breakfast and they're watching shows. Like <laughs> yeah. it's still, it's still to me, it's like, oh yeah, I can like, I have like some freedom and they're downstairs and all high. I still have to do things. Like we had to pack lunches, we had to get them to school, whatever. But like, even just the freedom to like sleep in and like wake up and take a shower uninterrupted, like that was not my reality for like a decade. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and totally. so I can still even appreciate that, you know, where I'm like, okay, this is really cool. And you know, planning vacations is really fun with my kids right now. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't have to worry about like, like pack a and plays and whatever, like <laughs> yeah. everything is all going to be fine. So, but yeah, I also am like, okay, but this is also going to fleet. Eventually they'll be gone. And even just, I tell my husband at night, I'm like, what am I going to do when our kids start moving out? Like, what am I going to do? I love I ask checking every on all my kids. My oldest is three. <laughs> yeah. Like I love checking on all my kids at night and knowing they're safe in their beds and whatever. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm just supposed to go to sleep and not know if they're alive or okay. Like, are they going to be okay with me calling them every, every night, night to make sure they're home and in their beds and they've locked their doors? Like, I mean, it's really it's this like golden phase right now where I'm like, I have, we got all my kids here. They're all here. Gang's all here. Like we just get to like live our lives for a few years. And then in seven years, it's going to start, they're going to start cycling out and that's depressing. So, and that's like less time than I've had them. Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, and that, like you're saying this time with a newborn baby, I think is the time where we're the hardest on our bodies. Totally. But How, I don't know, the thought just occurred to me, like, how disappointed will I be when my youngest baby moves out of the house if I think back and I just remember being unhappy with my body the whole time that that I had her, him, you know, in my arms instead of just being so grateful that I made them and just soaking that in. And I do feel like I spend a good amount doing that, but all this time I spend being negative on my body could be spent even more just mm-hmm. soaking more in soaking in the miracle. I remember my daughter, um, but the sheet, like, so she's like the timeline, right. Of when things start shifting for me. And I remember when I had her, I had never been able to like nurse any of my kids before it never worked. And, um, I know now I didn't recognize at the time, but I know now it's because I started restricting my food. I was like um. trying to start losing the weight. And so like my, my milk size always terrible and it wouldn't work. So I remember with this last baby, what my friend was like, just eat whatever you want for like two months. Just try just eating whatever you want, whatever. And just, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so this goes to show how deep of an issue I had is I actually gained like 35 pounds after I had her in like two months. So You're I did. makes me it's Seriously, I was like, okay. And when I had like no restrictions. And so, but honestly, I am so glad I did. I gained 35 pounds after I had her. I came home from the hospital and gained that weight, but I nursed her for like a year and a half, which I was never able to do. And with four kids and with how much I was juggling, I'm like, I love, she never took a bottle and she never took a binky and it was so annoying sometimes. But (laughs) I'm like, I don't think there would have been another way to slow me down. And so I sat there very overweight and nursed her for 18 months and I loved it. Like I loved it so much. And I just was like, what a different experience. Like, of course, I wish I could change whatever before, but I can't. It's it's just my story. It's my reality. But like, I'm so glad I was able to really, really let go of it. 
and just really enjoy that time with her. And um, I like, I'm never going to get it back. And, you know, like she's almost four. I'm finally losing the baby weight. Like it's, but it's just been such a slow, gradual, patient process for me. And so, and, but I, I've just been okay with it. I've been okay with that process. I just love everything you said because I feel like there's moms sacrifice their bodies in so many different ways. And there are moms on here who are going through IVF or adoption or whatever, who would give anything for these bodies that can Mm -hmm. bury a kid or people who can't nurse. I've been there too. And then, you know, they look at other moms who can't, you know, there's just so many different types of bodies that comes in the motherhood definition. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking a lot about scars and just how whether it's postpartum depression, you have that kind of a scar or you have, I just have a lot of friends that are coming to my mind as I'm talking about this infertility. That's your scar motherhood. You have nursing boobs. That's my, you know, there's Uh so many different things that come from, from bearing these babies and it doesn't get more beautiful than that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about, all these Botox or wrinkles and all these things. And I just feel like you're everything you're saying is just so beautiful because you're, you're praising and you're honoring the body that God gave you. But I I love that. I love that. That's a really cool concept to think about. It's just inspiring to hear you talk about that time um, with so much fondness because that's so real for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so hard and it's, it really is. I don't know. And I hated that advice when I, so I hesitate saying that, but cause I didn't like that advice when I was in the thick of it, but really from the grandma at the grocery yeah. store. Always. I know. I'm like, I still remember you. I mean, you still should take a break and you still should get out and you still should do things that make you happy because it is really hard, but just know that it passes, you know, like it's, it's really real for yeah. sure. Yeah, totally. I love that. We are so excited to welcome our sponsor for this episode, Lucky and Me. Lucky and Me is an adorable online children's shop that focuses on children's underwear products. They're super soft fabric blends, several products featuring 100% organic cotton. They're perfect for sensitive skin, which is huge for my little kids. The quality design and the fit that can stand up to all day play, which is a must. And they always have tagless. There's never a tag on them and they're machine washable. We've been living in these because my little boy just recently got potty trained. He absolutely loves these underwear products. And as I've compared them to the underwear that we've bought at other places, just like your typical store, um, they are so much softer. Like we said, no tag. And And they're cute. Yes. So cute. The quality just can't be beat. And the, the colors are adorable. They have a huge variety of colors to pick from. I love that. So you can find them at luckyandme.com. And they have been so generous and given us a code for our listeners. So you're going to get 25% off your entire order with free shipping over $35 with code MAMAHOOD25. That is MAMAHOOD25 at LuckyAndMe.com. Okay, back to the show. Um, you said something online that was absolutely amazing. And I think it's, we'd maybe end with this topic is just that worth and appearance are separate. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to us what you mean by this and how our listeners can apply this too? Yeah. So that was one of the first things that I understood when I was trying to get to a place of better body love is that 
I thought it was all the same thing. Like my worth was wrapped up in what I looked like. And for me, it was appearance. For a lot of people, this might be in like how much money they make or how many Instagram followers they have. Like we attach our worth to these tangible things. And I have said on my Instagram several times, you cannot place your worth on things that are subject to change because then you're just setting yourself up for disaster. But I really believe we are born with full infinite worth and there's nothing we can do that changes it. There's nothing we can do that takes it away and there's nothing we can do to earn more of it. It's just this infinite thing that we have. Like our worth is in this protective bubble. And when you pull away any type of um, tangible thing to it, like what I like I have the visual, you can't see on the podcast, but I always like pull my two hands apart. Like your worth is your left hand, your appearance is your right hand. They're completely different. Um, and we have to stop pulling them together. Like we just have to keep them separate. So because then as everything changes, whether my salary goes down or whether I lose all my Instagram followers or whether I gain a hundred pounds or whatever, my worth as a human being is the same and that doesn't change. And that concept was pivotal for me to understand like that what I am and who I am and my worth is really protected and no one can, nothing anyone says to me, nothing anyone takes from me, like nothing changes it. It's this infinite thing. And it's this, in this safe, protective little bubble and understanding that was huge for me because if you really think about what are the things that you're placing your worth on for a lot of women, it is appearance for a lot of men. And honestly, for me, I noticed myself, I got to a place where I'm like, Oh, my body has nothing to do with my worth. It's great. But then I got to a place where I started attaching my worth to how much money I was making because I got really into my career and everything was going really well. And then I would like have a month where things didn't do, do like I thought they would. And I'd be like, oh, and I would feel the same. I would notice myself feeling the same kind of shame. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like it has nothing to do with it. So pulling it apart and separating it, like your worth, it's the same. Like, and I joke online, but I mean it. Like Mother Teresa, Kim Kardashian, you, like we all have this infinite worth and it doesn't matter how horrible of choices we make or the things that happen to us. Like we're worth the same in the eyes of God. And I just think like, I love those examples, those are, <laughs> like really all over the board. No yeah, matter what. I love like, that. And there's, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to live in a place of shame and it's not something I'm just telling myself. Like I really believe it's truth. I believe that every single person are like walking is born with their worth and it's not something we have to earn. Yeah. I love that so much. Your, I mean, your words and these messages are so important. I have been um, the mom who is maybe listening to this right now. I probably a lot are who is searching for anything like literally on Google in the middle of the night. Like, how can I stop hating my body? Mm hmm. Um, because it's, it confines you when you're focused on it. Yeah. It traps you. And I feel like I've been trapped in that for my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, and I am just so grateful for this, these messages that you share. One, they've changed my perspective. Like these messages are life changing. So I just want you to know what good you're doing too for yeah. these moms. And I think this message of our worth is separate from our body. Um, I don't know how we can get people to believe that, mm -hmm. but I know that like hearing you say it just barely, I'm starting to believe it. Yeah. That my worth is separate from my appearance. Um, and I just hope that if someone's listening to this, who just feels like trapped that they can start to believe it too. Just let that little 
bit of belief work and grow. And I'm so grateful that you're bringing that to this audience that really, really needs to start believing. Thank you. I think you guys are doing a good job of getting these women a place where they can feel connected. Um, the people that you guys, the community that you guys are organizing, I think it's really great because really so many new moms have that struggle where they, it's just a completely new life and everything's uprooted and it's different than what it's all different than what we expected. We all have these ideas of like what it was going to be like when we got to this space Yeah, (laughs) and it's, it's just different. So I think you guys are doing an awesome job. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, Tell us all the places where our listeners can find you. The best is just Instagram. It's Ashley's fresh fix. Um, and I, I kind of hang out in a lot of places, but that's the best one to find me at. That's where I share this similar messaging. I have too many projects. This, but that's the best one. <laughs> and where can sure. they access your program? Um, just on my website, ashleysfreshfix.com. And I can set up a coupon code for you guys, your listeners to oh, take awesome. it like half off. And yeah, I, I'm more, um, I wrote the program and put it all together. Um, and now I just want everyone to have it for free, honestly, sometimes. But my business manager's like, you can't do it for free. But I'm like, I just want everyone to have it. So anyways, that. yeah, I'll set something up for you guys, for your listeners. You guys could do Mamahood will be the coupon code and I'll get my system to set it up for you guys. Cool. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And that's, I don't think there's a better gift we could give than helping people to start loving and appreciating yeah. their body. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Ashley. Thanks, Thanks you guys. <laughs>